0: Why did Jesus come to earth? So if you're one of those people that takes notes, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give some reasons why Jesus came to earth. And much of what I'm going to do today is I'm just going, I've I've got a whole collection of scripture. I'm just going to go through this scripture. I'm going to say a little bit here and a little bit there. But mostly, I just want you to soak in the word of God this morning. And so as we go through this this question, why did Jesus come to earth? I challenge you to take out your notepad or or write on the back of your your prayer thing in the bulletin. And and just write each reason. And then if you want to just put the scripture reference with each reason. I hope that this week, preparing for Christmas, you might go back and, and read these questions again during your time with the Lord. That's my hope as your pastor. So here we go. Why did Jesus come to earth? Well, number one. Jesus came to earth because God sent him. So, how do we know God sent Jesus to earth? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because I've got a few passages of scripture that I'm going to show you that explain that Jesus came to earth because God sent him to earth. John 5, 36-37. This is Jesus speaking. I have testimony weightier than that of John. For the very work that the Father has given me to finish, and which I am doing, testifies that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. So here we go. God sent Jesus. And then John chapter 6, verse 57. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father... So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. The living Father sent Jesus. And then again in John chapter 8, verse 18. I am the one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Do you ever get the feeling like the, the apostle John might be trying to make a point here? Well, let's just stay in John, shall we? John chapter 12, verse 49. For I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say and how to say it. Well, we might as well just finish out John. John chapter 20, verse 21. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you as the Father has sent me. Oh, now this is the tricky one. I am sending you. So Christmas, this idea that Jesus came to earth because God sent him. It rolls into, and now we've been sent. See how that works? Christmas is about us being sent out like Jesus was sent. We are sent out to share with others. Again, the candlelight service on Christmas Eve, all of this is in there. The light that spreads, right? We have been sent. And then Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman born under law to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons god sent the son so that we might also become sons i i mean if you if you've ever can you even grasp the fact that god sent his only son so that we could be adopted as sons that's so why did jesus come to earth cuz god sent him so that we can become sons and daughters of god Amazing, First John four fourteen, and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Jesus came to Earth first of all because God sent Him. I I, I think sometimes that's overlooked. I think we, according to the Apostle John, we shouldn't overlook it because he he repeats it like eight times. Right? I mean. Jesus was sent here. That's why he came. All right. See how this works? It's just scripture. I just want you to soak in the scripture of Christmas this this Sunday. Number two. Jesus came to earth to show us who God is. Jesus came to earth to show us who God is. Now, I'm starting this section of scripture with Romans 1.20. It says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. So here we have the idea. Go back to that one, Dave. Here we have the idea that, you know, nature itself displays God. So we learn something about God from nature, okay? Okay. And then in Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, we learn, in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. So God's revelation of himself is through nature. And then it was also through the prophets, right? That's the Old Testament. But now God's revealed himself himself in a new way, in a special way, in an intimate way, through his Son. Why did Jesus come to earth? To show us the Father. To show us the Father. (coughs) Excuse me. In John chapter 1, verse 18, we see that no one has ever seen the Father, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, Has made him known. Nobody can see God the Father because if you're in God's presence, the glory of it will cause you to die. But we have seen God the Son. And here's what's amazing about God the Son, Jesus Christ. Hebrews 1 3. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Sustaining all things by his powerful word. Jesus Christ, when he came, he came to show us God. He revealed God to us. Jesus is the exact representation of God's being. That's why he came. You see, before Jesus, we knew about God. Right? The Jews knew about God. But did they know God the way we can know God? And the answer is they did not. We have this incredible chance in this time in history to know God in an intimate, incredible way because he's been revealed to us in Jesus Christ. John fourteen eight and 9. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father that, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? His disciples were with Jesus and Jesus says to them, I am God's presence with you. You can see the Father by seeing me. Jesus came to earth to reveal God the Father to us. And what is it about the Father that Jesus has revealed? What is it about the Father that Jesus has revealed? Love. Before Jesus, you could make the argument that God didn't love all people. You could. I think you can make the argument from the Old Testament that God did love all people, but... We didn't know God personally then. In Jesus we have discovered an attribute about God that we didn't know before. I think the next passage is a familiar one. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The love of God the Father was revealed by God giving us his son. That's one of the reasons why Jesus came. To show us the love of God in a way we did not know before. And Romans 5.8 says. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners. Christ died for us. That is a new revelation from God. Because of Jesus. You know, we've we've heard these passages so many times. Sometimes the power of them is lost on us. Do you understand? Before Jesus, we weren't sure about that. Do, do you see that? Before Jesus, God was like this all-powerful lightning bolt, you know, zapper, right? I mean, he was, you know, he was super powerful and all that stuff. And, you know, we kind of knew God loved us, but before Jesus... We didn't know he really, really loved us like more than you understand he loves us. In a way you can't fathom. In the way of, of, of you giving your child for someone else is the way that God loves us. Who is God? He is our creator who loves us and wants us to believe in him. And he wants to give us eternal life to be with him forever. And how do we know that? Because he's shown us his love. His love. Through Jesus. Why did Jesus come to earth? To reveal who God is to us. Number three. Jesus came to earth to do away with sin. To give us victory over sin. Hebrews 9.26. Then Christ would have, have had to suffer many times since the creation of the world. But now he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. Now, obviously, I'm pulling this verse out of a paragraph. The first part of that paragraph is the explanation of how Jesus is a sacrifice that only needs to be made once. Unlike the temple sacrifice that had to be made over and over and over of animals. See, Christ only had to die once and his sacrifice was enough. To do away with sin forever. Why did Jesus come to earth? To do away with sin. He's, he sacrificed himself, look, once and for all to do away with sin. Once and for all. Romans 8 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free. From the law of sin and death. Jesus Christ came to defeat sin. Jesus Christ came to offer us a way to have victory over sin through him. This is the only way to defeat sin. It's the only way. Jesus is the only way. He came to defeat sin. Once and for all. And you know sometimes we, we, we emphasize that my sin has been defeated. But then we kind of live in this, but I'm just going to keep sinning idea. Well, this is a holiness church. In a holiness church, here's what we say. Christ came to defeat sin. And he has given us the power to have victory over it. In this life. Good news. And it's not just good news I get to go to heaven someday. It's good news I get to live a victorious life over sin and go to heaven someday. Praise God. Like, That's why Jesus came. He came to give us victory over that thing. We don't have to be controlled by the sinful nature. We can be controlled by the spirit nature who lives inside us. Praise God. Jesus came to defeat sin. 1 Peter 2, verse 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Jesus came to defeat sin. He came to take your sin on himself. And accept the punishment for that sin on himself. So that we can live in victory over sin. This is so... I mean, and this particular message of holiness. Dude, the church needs to hear this message. Because most of the church is going around saying, Well, I'm never going to have victory. I'm never going to get over this sin. It's just going to... Control my life forever. No, it's not. Only if you believe it will. Sin has a cure, and his name is Jesus. (laughs) That was good, right? Come on. Victory over sin also does something additional. See, Jesus came to do away with sin. And that implies that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8-10. He who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God. Nor is anyone who does not love his brother. Now, that's a passage of scripture. Those three verses, that's a passage of scripture your average Christian just loves not to read. Right? I'm just going to skip that one because I would much rather live in my little theology of, well, nobody's perfect. I'd rather live in my theology of, oh, I'm just never going to get this right until I get to heaven. It's a whole lot easier to live there in some ways, isn't it? Because then you can just say, well, the devil made me do it. I mean, right? The devil made me do it. I mean, I, I don't... I, you can't expect everybody to get everything right all the time, can you? Dude, lie from the pit of hell. I mean, I'm lie from the pit of hell. Holiness is possible, and it's what we're supposed to be shooting for. It's the goal of the Christian life. And you ready for this? We've got the power to do it. It's in Jesus. See, that the problem that we come to is we think, well, I'm not going to be strong enough to defeat that sin. And to which I'll say, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. You are not strong enough. But God is strong enough and he lives in you. Will you submit to him or will you choose not to? That's the question. See, this passage in 1 John, we would rather skip it. And say, I just don't think I need to get quite that good. Our goal is holiness, folks. And by the way, it's why Jesus came. He came to defeat sin. Remember, we're on number three. He came to defeat sin and give us victory over sin. It's why Jesus came. Hello, when you say Merry Christmas, you are saying that. Merry Christmas You can have victory over sin in Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. It is possible to live for God through the power of Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. It's why Jesus came. Merry Christmas. Please make no mistake about this because it's easy. It's easy to get swept up into our culture. Sin separates us from God. That's what it does. So if you allow a thought in your mind that sin is going to be inevitable, just a part of who you are, you are allowing as a state of being separation from God in your life. Do you understand that? And by the way, I would say most churches are teaching what I just said. Most pastors are saying, well, I don't actually expect you to... I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, strive for God's best. And he will meet you right there and give you the power to have victory over sin. Amen on that. Number four. Number four. Jesus came to earth to provide an example of a holy life. 1 Peter 2, 21-22. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. That's Jesus, that last part there. Jesus is quoting an Old Testament passage uh, for himself. You see, and in this part of 1 Peter, Jesus there. Peter's talking about how Jesus suffered, and we should expect to suffer. But it's not just suffering. It's also, we can look to Jesus as our example to live the kind of life I just told you about in number three. <laughs> okay? Jesus showed us how to live a life with victory over sin. He showed us how to do it. 1 John 2, 3 through 6. We know that we have come to know him if... There's an if right there. Everybody got the if, Right? If means you can choose this way or that way, okay? How do you know that you've come to love him? Let me, let me, you can read it, right? We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, like I'm a Christian, right? I'm a Christian, I know him. The man who says that, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him but if anyone obeys his command obeys his word god's love there's that love thing again is truly made complete in him this is how we know we are in him whoever claims to live in him must walk as jesus did you think that might be a pretty high standard oh yeah do you realize what the standard is for Christianity, the religion of Christianity? Um, I think sometimes the standard of the religion of Christianity is quite different than what it actually means to be a follower of Jesus. Because the standard of being a follower of Jesus is right there. Okay, anybody? There's the standard. You want to be a follower of Jesus, okay? Walk like Jesus. There it is. I mean... That's what it means to be a Christian. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. You walk like Jesus. And the thing that's amazing about this is that he showed us how to do it. I mean, one of the reasons why Jesus came to earth was literally to be a, an example of how to do it. Like, think about it. What's the, some, not everybody's a, an auditory learner. Some of us need to learn by seeing. So God's like, okay, <laughs> I'll show you. And that's Jesus, right? This is Jesus. It's why he came to earth. It's one of the reasons he came to earth. He came down to say, let me show you how it's done, everybody. I'm going to show you how to do this. You think you can't have victory over temptation? Let me show you how to do that. Right? And then, of course, Jesus' temptation, right? He showed us. You see, most people, I mean, perhaps even most people who claim to be Christians, they would like to ignore this passage. They don't. I don't want to say it. They, they want to make excuses in this passage right here. Because they, they want to say things like, well, Jesus was perfect. Jesus was God. He doesn't expect us to be perfect. But look at, look at the passage. It says to walk like Jesus walked. So here, here's the way this looks. If you're not walking the way Jesus walked, I'm not trying to be a Pharisee right now. Here's what I'm trying to say. If your walk currently does not resemble Jesus Christ, I got some good news for you, okay? Here's the good news. Turn away from the way you're going, go towards Jesus, and we're going to be great together. I mean, that's it. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, right now, if if God's like, oh boy, like there's 17 things coming up in your mind right now. Like, I'm not walking like Jesus. Okay, you know what? Okay, here, I'm not walking like Jesus. Here we go, ready? Walk towards Jesus. You know what? Let's do life together. Like, let's, because this is the best way to live. Like, this is the way to do it. This is how you get God's best for you. I'm I'm not trying to be like, well, you shouldn't walk like that. I'm saying, look, I'm just, this is what Jesus says. And I want to come alongside you and I want to do this. This is my job as a pastor. This is our job as Christians. You ready for this? Ready for this? Okay. That's Jesus over there. Go toward him. That's my job. That's your job, right? Go to Jesus, okay? If you're walking this way away from Jesus, right? There's Jesus. Like, go that way. That's what I want you to do. Like, that, that's the whole thing. Now, there's more complicated stuff than that. But that's like the essence of the whole deal. And Jesus came to earth to show us what it looks like. 1 Peter 1, 15 through 16. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. I mean, wow, you stack these passages together and it's kind of like... Yeah, that actually makes kind of a lot of sense when you kind of do it like that. I mean, it's not tricky. Like, I'm not trying to fool you. I mean, you guys... Jesus wants you to walk like he does. And he'll give you the power to do it. And he came to earth so that you'd see it. And give you the power to do it. Merry Christmas! There's a difference between temptation and sin. And this is where I think people get tripped up. They somehow think that when when we talk like this about Jesus. We think, well I'm always going to be tempted by sin. Um, Yeah, you are until you get to heaven. But temptation and sin are two different things. You can be tempted and not sin. Would you like to see an example? Jesus Christ. <laughs> he was tempted and didn't sin. There you go. I mean, like, this is this is Christmas, right? It is possible to be tempted, and you will be tempted all the time, by the way, because we live in a fallen creation and the devil's still walking around. He's still doing stuff, still trying to trip people up. I'm telling you, it is possible for a Christian. For the rest of their life. To never give in to temptation. It's possible. How do I know? Because I know Jesus. He's got the power to make it happen. Not you. It's why he came to earth. <laughs> to give you the. It's, are you getting that this is a Christmas message? Are you, are you getting this? You will be tempted. You do not ever have to sin. Hebrews 4.15. In case you're wondering about Jesus. Well, it's just Jesus. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are. Yet was without sin. That's an important passage of scripture. Because it says you don't get to play that. Well, Jesus is God card on this question. You see that? Jesus was tempted just like we were. He had the option to sin just like we do. He had the inborn proclivity to sin like we did but overcame it because of the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit you got available to you. Jesus' example showed us how to live in the power of God for all that life throws at us. Jesus came to give us an example of how to live life in the power of God and in relationship with God and with each other. And the last one, number five. Number five. Can't forget this one. Jesus came to earth to save the lost. John 12, 47 through 48. As for the person who hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge them. For I did not come to judge the world but to save it. There is a judge for the one who rejects me, And does not accept my words, that very word which I spoke will condemn him at the last day. Jesus' first advent, his first appearing, was for the purpose of saving the lost. He came to save the lost. Luke 19.10 just reaffirms this. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. You know, Jesus... You guys know this. He spent most of his time on earth hanging out with sinners, didn't he? That's where he hung out. He hung out with people that were messed up. And he said, I've got a better way for you. And I will give you the power to get there. But of course, Jesus also said, give up everything and follow me. That's the way. Ooh. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And it's kind of summed up in like the calling of one of his disciples, Matthew. Matthew 9, 9 through 13. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. Matthew got up and followed him. And While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Now, some might say, well, how do, doesn't this conflict with what we were just talking about holiness? Well, Jesus goes to save the lost and the sinners, but he doesn't go to leave them in their sin, <laughs> he goes to show them salvation. We're not called to go and let people wallow in sin. We're called to do this. Jesus is over there. Go there. That's where I want you to go, because I love you. I want to be in eternity with you. That's that's where you go. Like staying where you're at is dangerous. Go there. The whole message of Christianity is pretty much paraphrased. Go to Jesus. <laughs> Submit to Jesus. He came to save you. All through the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He's seeking and trying to find sinners. He spends time with the people that need salvation. And we see Jesus challenging people to repentance. And offering them forgiveness. Did you see that? When Jesus encountered sinners, he he didn't just say, Oh yeah, your sins, you got it really tough. Like, I understand why you're sinning. Like, it makes sense to me. No, Jesus said, he went to sinners and he said, I love you. Let me show you a better way. A way to life. To full life. Go that way. It's full life over there. That's Jesus. He didn't just go to wallow with people in the mud. He went to the mud and said, let me show you how to get out of the mud. Because I love you. And we are to do the same, are we not? I mean, think about Luke 15. The lost sheep. The lost coin. The lost son. Think about the the, the celebrations when the sheep is found. The, the, the joy when the coin is found. And of course, the story of the lost son or the prodigal son. The amazing party that is thrown when the son comes home. But see, the party wasn't thrown while the son was still eating in the pigsty. Did you get that? The party was thrown when the son came to his senses and came home. And said, I want to turn away from the way I was going. And I want to turn toward back home toward the father. You guys, that's good news. That's good news. There's salvation in Jesus Christ. And you know, all of this can be summed up, and then we're going to be done for today. All of this can be summed up in this last passage of scripture that I want you to think about John 12, 46. Jesus said, I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay. In darkness, Hey guys, people that don't know Jesus are in darkness. We've got the light. We've got the way to full life. The way to salvation. The way to victory over sin. We've got the way. We've got the light. We've got the way to defeat the darkness. Merry Christmas! Why did Jesus come to earth? Let me review. Jesus came to earth because God sent him. Why did Jesus come to earth? Jesus came to earth to show us who God is. Why did Jesus come to earth? Jesus came to earth to do away with sin so that we can have victory over sin. Why did Jesus come to earth? Jesus came to earth to provide an example to us of how to live holy. Why did Jesus come to earth? Jesus came to earth to save the lost. You want to put all of that into just one little phrase? Why did Jesus come to earth? Because he loves you. God loves us. He loves us so much that he sent his own son to help us understand who he is. To do away with the sin that causes us to be separated from God so that we can be made right with God again. He he came to show us how to live so that we can have victory in this life and hope for eternity. God loves us. God loves you. And by the way, all of this is, is what happens when you say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas means all of that. And when I was at the Pizza Palooza, and I'm this old guy at the Pizza Palooza wearing a ridiculous sweater with an ukulele. And by the way, it is ukulele, not ukulele. Okay? Okay? So I'm this ridiculous guy, and all of these youth are like, you know, who's this old guy? Yeah. Don't like him. Don't like this old guy. And I came up, looked ridiculous, right? And I'm I'm thinking in my mind, David, I will be even more undignified than this. I I was thinking about that. But I go there and and I just say, I just want you to know something. And they said, what? And I go, Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. I just say, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. From the bottom of my heart. And that. Is all. About. Why Jesus came to earth. I challenge you. In the six days. That we have before Christmas. Find at least one person. Every day. To say Merry Christmas to. And you watch what happens. Some of those hardcore kids. That were at youth ministry on Wednesday night. That they just wanted. Like the look in their eyes was. I just want you. To crawl in a hole and die. That's what, they, that's what the look was. That's what the look. I was interpreting that. But that's what the look was to me. Right? When I went up to them. And I just said. Merry Christmas. And then I started singing my song. It's like. All that went away. And some of those kids that looked like they were going to go out. And, and who knows what. You know what they started doing? They started singing the song with me. Because I meant it. I want you to mean it. The message of Christmas is so amazing. And that one night when Jesus came. It's like the most special night of all nights. The night that is set apart like any other. You know what the word set apart? Another way to say set apart. Holy. I want us to go into Christmas. With this last song in your ear. And the the last words I want you to hear from me are Merry Christmas. But I want you to go into Christmas. Worship team, would you come up? The last thing I want ringing in your ears on this last Sunday before Christmas, and I hope you'll come to Christmas Eve service. But I want you to just hear this song. It's my favorite Christmas song. And it means when all of this that we said, why did Jesus come to earth? In one song, it's this one. So the worship team is going to sing. You can stay seated. You can sing along if you want. But if you just want to close your eyes and just listen to this incredibly talented group of people, share their spiritual gift with you, then just sit and listen. So now here's my last word. You ready for this? And when I, So when they're done, just leave. But my last word is this. Merry Christmas.